Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, my guest today, Eric Lillawa, is not only has he produced some great music for radio and albums, but television and film. Eric is one of the partners in the famous London Bridge Studios, as well as London Tone Records, which is London Bridge's music, their own music label. He also owns Crown City Studios in Pasadena, and he's a curator for the Make Music Pasadena Festival, the largest free music festival on the West Coast, where they get more than 40,000 people in attendance every year. He has a very brand new single out. It, it just came out recently called God in Our Glass. It's available on London Tone Records and iTunes. So not only is he producing great music, Eric is also a singer, a songwriter, and a performer in his own right. So thanks, Eric, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So this this new single, you were actually kind of on both sides of the of the production. You were the singer, the songwriter, you were producing it, you had all kinds of things going on in the making of, of your new single. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, both sides of the glass. But <laughs> um, thankfully, there's just so many, you know, wonderful um, artists and musicians that collaborated with me on this and, you know, a great support team, uh, engineers at both London Bridge and Crown City, um, you know, Carson and, and Andrew that, that really kind of helped me pull everything together. So it was definitely a, a team effort. Um, but, but yeah, it's always interesting producing your own material. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's talk about that for just a minute because you had some amazing talent in the studio with you. Uh, Andrew Droslin, you just talked about him just a minute ago on the strings. A lot of people may know Andrew. If you went out and saw Macklemore, Ryan Lewis at all, um, Andrew was a big force, and Matt, he's also with the Passenger Strings Quartet, just a, a force in his own right to work with. Um, Andrew DeWitt, uh, Danny Levin, Ben Smith on drums, and people may know Ben from Heart, um, but so many really great minds and collaboration with you on this. Yeah, absolutely, and, and there's, um, you know, for the whole record, it was just kind of a really great spirit of collaboration, and um, you know, you just sort of get, you, you have these wonderful people that you've worked with in the past. And, um, I just really trusted everybody to, to come in and, uh, everyone's heart was in the right place. And it, it just, it was really a smooth process. How long ago had you written the lyrics for God in Our Glass? I wrote, um, God in Our Glass. Uh, I started writing it about a month before, uh, my best friend at 20 years passed away and it modified, you know, pretty, um, pretty quickly once I got the news. Um, and it's, uh, it kind of took on a whole, uh, an amplified life. You know, it, it was still kind of in the same spirit and it was still written, um, with him in mind. But once, once I got that news, it just kind of, it, it took on a whole different light. Well, and 
as I'm sure it became much deeper, it became even more personal at, at that point now, I'm, I'm sure it, it takes on a completely different feeling as well. Absolutely. That's, that's true. It's, um, you know, there's, in songwriting, there's, you're not always putting yourself in the song and, uh, you know, you're kind of grabbing from your experiences and, but you're not necessarily, you know, the, the, the goal of the songwriter isn't necessarily to just journal. Um, but, uh, but this is definitely one of those that's very, very personal and, and you're absolutely right. Every time, you know, I start strumming those chords, it, it, evoke something very, very deep and, and personal and emotional. When you had all the musicians in studio, did you give them the background on this song? Did you kind of tell them the story about Ryan? Not necessarily everybody. I mean, I think that, that it was, it's, I'm, you know, uh, it, it was out there. Um, but one, one special part of the whole thing was Andrew DeWitt, who played keys on it, is actually Ryan's cousin. And, um, you know, Ryan was the one that sort of introduced Andrew and I, and now we have such this, this wonderful musical collaboration. A lot of the stuff that um, I, you know, end up recording for TV, Andrew is, is kind of my, you know, my partner on that stuff. So, um, so it's, it, you know, it was really special being at, at London Bridge with him and, and having that experience working on that song together. Did you feel like Ryan at all was any part of this along the way? Absolutely. I mean, he, uh, there, there's this moment where, um, you know, we were recording organ and Andrew, Andrew's playing organ and I was, was about to leave the room and, uh, I heard, I just heard, heard him kind of yell. <laughs> I won't say what he said. I don't think I can say what he said. <laughs> But he just kind of screamed out, and uh, I came running back in the, uh, you know, in the live room at London Bridge, and it was just filled with smoke. And one of the uh, Leslie cabinets for the organ had just, you know, caught on fire. Um, and we just both started cracking up, and, and we knew, you know, right then and there that that was that was all that was 100% Ryan. That's just was totally his personality, just a prankster through and through. Um, so we sort of, yeah, we sort of just felt like, all right, we got, we're good. We have the, we have the approval to to move forward here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that's really neat. And it's, it's, it's always just makes for not only a great story, but, but now a story that you could even bring Ryan into the mix even more. Um, just like he's part of the team. That's true, and it is, and you know, stories were definitely his forte. So it's it's wonderful for him to continue to be a part of them. Music is is such a personal and almost a lot of times a, a private experience. But when you're singing this song um, live places, what, what's the feedback that you get from other people? Because it, it has to touch people based on their 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 own personal stories and not even knowing why it was written or who it was written for. I'm sure they can internalize it and apply it to their own life journey. Most definitely. That that's that's um and that's the most beautiful thing about it. And and in, in the past it's sort of I think it's why a lot of um artists don't necessarily disclose the stories behind songs because there's there's something to people putting their own interpretation to it and, and you know putting themselves in the song. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, 
it opens up a whole other dialogue and, and it's really been wonderful to, to sort of get the feedback from people and, and to hear how, you know, it, it changes and, and their, you know, their sort of whole spin on, on everything. And then when they do learn the story, it's even, that's amplified even more, you know, it's, it kind of opens up a whole other conversations. Well, this song, and we're going to play it here just in a a few minutes, a little bit later here in the show, so everyone can listen to it. But again, it's available on iTunes. I can really see it being worked into TV or film um, because there's it it just kind of crosses these genres and and touches people really across the board um, musically, and can just really see it you know, fitting into some type of movie or film. Has there been talk about that at all? You know, it's, it's honestly everybody's response. Um, it, and some people, it's so funny, some people have even, like, plugged it into their own favorite films, <laughs> like have told me, you know, this would have been great in this scene. <laughs> um, and it's it's just funny that it has that, that cinematic kind of quality mm-hmm. to it. And, I mean, it, that certainly wasn't intentional, but I... I it's you know, it's it is very visual. It is uh, does kind of evoke mm-hmm. kind of kind of a lot, and I can see how it'd be very powerful paired up you know on screen. Mm-hmm. Well, you've always kind of had a compassionate heart, anyway, kind of a, a sensitive soul, which which I think applies to a lot of artists in general. But you had a a song that came out that all the proceeds went to the uh, Haiti. Um, earthquake relief fund and another song for St. Jude. Um, so you're always kind of sensitive, it seems like Eric. And 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 just so everyone knows, I I know Eric some out outside of here. We work together through London Bridge Studios, but I've always heard really great things about Eric. He has, every time I've had an interaction with Eric, he's just he's just a person that you just feel like you've known forever. And then when you find out more about Eric and how he's given a hundred percent of proceeds to Haiti, uh, earthquake relief, he's given to St. Jude. She writes this beautiful song, God in our glass. It's just, it, it really just kind of shows Eric who, who you are without people really even ever meeting you. Oh, thank you. That's, I really appreciate that. And we were able to talk a little bit. You were a, um, this is kind of a little bit off the subject, but um, you and I talked quite a bit on Twitter when the World Cup was going on, and you were really yeah. involved with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. The world kind of shuts down for me when that uh, <laughs> when that comes around, every four years. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was kind of raised in a, in a soccer family, most definitely, and I was, you know, the one who kind of left left soccer for music. So uh, it I'm definitely that. That's kind of the, the coin is flipped there, where I'm just a huge soccer fan and not that great of a player. <laughs> and my <laughs> my brothers are just huge fans of music and not great players. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, how is America doing now on the soccer bandwagon? Because you, you've been a soccer fan for a long time, so you probably see this evolution with the American public when it comes to soccer. Definitely. I mean, in Seattle, it's just intense. Um, I think that that's kind of the most beautiful representation of how much things have changed and grown, you know. Um, I mean, my oldest brother was was 
played in the professional league um, before it was the uh, the MLS, and, and to see the difference in in crowds and just sort of you know the the sustainability of the league and everything, it's really impressive, and um, I love it. I'm a I'm a Sounders fan through and through. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have a really great strong base here in Seattle and a lot of people might not even realize that but Seattle is such a soccer city and they really have this tremendous support not only for the Seahawks and and, and the Mariners but but the Sounders for sure it just um, I mean they get thousands and thousands and thousands of people filling up the stadium for the Sounders yeah it's amazing to see I haven't, I haven't been part of the um, the whole parade march thing yet but I'm, I'm working on it I'd love to. I'd love to witness that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You should see them when they yeah, are going to the stadium and coming back. It's it's a it's a party all in itself. Um, why don't you tell everyone how your heart got into the um, to wanting to help Haiti so much? Um, well, both my folks are uh, from Haiti. They both came here independently in their early twenties. I want to say and. Um, met on a blind date in New York randomly um, through kind of work friends. And, you know, they were married nine months later and um, here, here I am first generation American. (laughs) Um, But Haiti has always been, it's just such a strong Haitian music was kind of the only music played in my household as a a kid. Um, We didn't really have very much of music, you know, American music happening. So uh, it's always kind of been there in the background, but but I've never, you know, I've never visited, and uh, it's always been kind of this a little bit of a veil of mystery for me. And when the earthquake happened, I think it just, there was this realization that I was never going to see the the same country that my parents were born and raised in. It was, you know, literally forever changed geographically, um, all the places that they talked about, uh, so it it brought back a lot of emotions, you know, related to music. And as a kid, you know, sitting with my dad listening to Haitian records and hearing them talk about all these places that I thought I would one day be able to see. Um, so that that was kind of the you know what prompted the um, the writing of the of the song, and it just naturally sort of made sense to to have it have it benefit and, that. Uh, a lot of people might not really uh, realize it, but music is really a, a strong, a big part of um, Haitian culture. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. There's, uh, you know, the um, – and and not very much – so much of it is just down because not very much of it was recorded. Um, so it's really interesting to kind of hear some new – some of the, you know, new artists coming out playing these songs that um, – you know, I'll play him for my dad, and and he'll hear him, and he'll say, "Oh man, like that." You know, <laughs> he recognizes them, but they weren't necessarily recorded. Uh, so it's so it's, it's really, kind it's of really a lost art. That's yeah, yeah, like wasn't captured. Yeah, maybe we'll have to go. Maybe you know, there needs to be a London Bridge, Haiti, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe we need to go well, and as, build a recording studio. As a generation. <laughs> As the generations die off, that that culture, that, that, that piece of history dies off with them. And 
especially now, I mean, Haiti's still in, I mean, the, the earthquake in Haiti was so devastating. And, you know, if, if you've been able to, anyone's been able to capture what happened on it on, you know, on 60 Minutes or 2020 or, you know, shows that went down there, just, just show a you know, little tiny bit of, of what's gone on down there. It's just devastating. And so they have probably capturing music is, you know, just, <laughs> they probably don't even have the capacity to do it. Um, but it's such a, that the whole Caribbean kind of influence with music is so beautiful. And it came from generations and generations and generations. It was just always kind of taught through the families, but, but, but never recorded. But it absolutely, I, I hope someone does. And Eric, you just might be the, the, the person to do it, to, to capture that, because the world needs to remember that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I really hope that that becomes part of my journey at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to play God in Our Glass, and this is available on iTunes. We have the links up everywhere. Follow Eric. You can follow him on Twitter. You can follow him on Facebook. And, of course, we encourage you to support his music. He's a great guy doing wonderful, wonderful things. And if you ever get the chance to see Eric Glide, get out there and, 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 and talk to him. He's very, very approachable. So we're going to play God in Our Glass. Eric, thanks for coming on. Hope the line, and, and I'll be uh, right back. Awesome. Thank you very much, Lori. On the day you were born, nothing else mattered on the day that you died it was the same on a night underneath blankets and laughter on a night when a heart lost a beat why don't you stay for just one more hour why don't we God in our life, why don't we say all the things that matter? We're always looking back, always looking back. On the days that we pray, we search for an answer. On the days we give in, ain't it the same? On a day underneath denial and waiting On the day I got the call with loud and clear Why don't we stay just one more hour Why don't we pray the God in our class Why don't Why don't we say 
all the things that matter We're always looking back, always our show, we would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and of course our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. It doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.